into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. My name is Oliver Queen. My name is Barry Allen. You're blind, but you see so much. Everything we've been doing, it all leads here. Suit up. Jim Gordon, GCPD. I hear good things about you, Counselor. Harvey Dent. Likewise, about you, Detective. You think you know me, but I've never been more than what each of you has created. <laughs> Just look at the flowers. Welcome back for another week of Televised Heroics. We're here shepherding the way through all the TV nonsense for you listeners. Uh, we have a lot of episodes to watch, to talk about this week, um, except for Arrow. Isn't that weird, Daniel? Yeah, that, well, if you think about it, uh, Flash is taking about a month hiatus as well. Okay, more like three weeks hiatus. Oh, really? After Run, Iris, Run, it's a, it's on hiatus? Yeah, uh, I think it's said April 10th is when it's coming back. That's is that three weeks? I guess that is about three weeks. Okay, that's yeah, uh, and that's weird because that well, we're there. That's what we're on for Arrow is like a three week hiatus. Yeah, because that one is the last week of March, right? When it's coming back. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's only like two weeks then. It's weird though. Um, just before they wrap up, and I know everything wraps up in May, they always seem to do like a long hiatus, and then they wrap up, and I don't know why. Well. If it had, like I said, like I've said before, I think it has to do with the uh, um, sweeps, sweeps months. Um, February is a sweeps month, and then May is a sweeps month, and then they ought, they had to not do episodes. I think they didn't do episodes in February this year because of the Olympics. Right. So they're taking their hiatuses now. Okay, but then um, I mean, the shows that did shine in February were Legends and Black Lightning. Right. Because they had to get those episodes out because of you know being new episodes and they're they're doing their stuff during the hiatus hiatuses of other shows. Right. Um, all I know is that something I'm not ready for. Supergirl will be coming back in like two weeks as well. You're you're not ready for that. How do you how do you mean? I'm not ready. Meaning I'm not excited for that show to come back. Oh, you're not excited. <laughs> Unless we get more Brainiac Five because he's awesome. He is funny. You know. Uh, I I don't know. I. I, I'm not really all keen for that show either, unless a certain something happens at the end of this season. I hope so, man. And you've been wanting, begging, and asking for it, so I hope it happens. <laughs> <laughs> we need some more action. We definitely do. We definitely do. So, uh, all right, let's let's talk about some uh, some of the things that are going on with our TV shows on the net this week. First thing, we all have to rejoice because. As you put it on our Facebook page, CW listened to the fans, and Matt Ryan is coming back to Legends of Tomorrow as a series regular for season four. You get a Matt Ryan, and you get a Matt Ryan, and we all get a Matt Ryan. It's awesome. About time, man. (laughs) I know, right? It's gonna be. It's. I mean, it's gonna be pretty awesome to have Constantine on on the Wave Rider. Yeah. I mean. Do you think we're going to lose any more people by the end of this season? If and it, I, I guess the article talks about if uh, they come back for season three or yeah, season is it three? No, four. four. Season four. I yeah. have a strong feeling that will be coming back. As, you think that the the ratings on that show has picked up? Yeah, especially if you know they added Constantine. 
And it seems like uh, during Sweeps Month, like you mentioned, was when they first added him on. So I think um, there's a high chance I'll be coming back. And I mean, if you have him on on season four as a series regular, I think you know that's going to pick up the you know the ratings as well. Yeah, uh, I think. I mean, it can only benefit the show if he comes back or uh, that he comes back as a, a season season four regular. But I, I mean. If Wally stays on the team and Constantine stays on the team, that's two spots. I guess that just takes over for Jackson and, and Dr. Stein? I guess so, but what if um, uh, what if we end up losing um, Sarah at the end of the season? Just temporarily. Ooh, see, temporarily. I mean, yeah, I could see it temporarily, but I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't lose her permanently from that show. Like, they've firmly established her as the leader and uh i think you know keeping her on is probably a uh the the smartest move they can do i mean yes i'm a little biased because i'm in love with sarah uh lance or katie lots but uh you know that's just that's just me okay i mean i was gonna say what if um you know what if zari is just you know for the season and we lose her i mean that opens up her spot for somebody to jump in and take it uh, I could see that happening because they are, I mean, as much as like, we just had that big episode where they, we got a lot of like character development with her, but every, all the other episodes, she still kind of plays background a lot, you know? Right. But, but uh, I think this episode so, though, in particular, the one that we're going to talk about tonight, I think she had a lot of screen time as well. She did have a lot of screen time, but it was more of, I don't know, like I, it's, it's, it was a lot of playing off of Wally, like her and Wally kind of going back and forth at each other. That's true. I I still think that I mean if if my other prediction comes true with the whole uh Nate and Amaya theory they could they could be gone at the end of this season. That's true that I mean it seems like you know the relationship is developing so who knows maybe at the end of the season you know Amaya is like oh no I got to go home back to Sambizi. Uh, make sure that, you know, I raise my grandchildren properly so Kawasa doesn't become evil. Right. So that's definitely a possibility with, with her. Right. And Nate, you know, uh, we all know about Nate. doesn't matter what, what yeah. he does. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, we're excited. It's not like a lot of people are excited. The internet has kind of been going crazy about the fact that Constantine is going to be returning to the CW shows and as a permanent fixture, so that is amazing. I mean, he's already got his uh, CW Seed show, so I, I, I wonder how the two are going to interact, if if they are or not. Right, I think um, it might be ending soon, the Seed show, so um, right when the season ends for Legends of Tomorrow. But who knows, Fair enough. Seed might get renewed, or the Seed show might get renewed for another you know season. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and what was the story that you wanted to talk about? Um, it's just that um, I know last time we talked about the specific character, uh, Scarecrow. Um, it was in the talks that he was going to get replaced. Uh, the actor playing him currently. Um, so, ha- so it looks like uh, the Mad Hatter, uh, Scarecrow, and the Joker will be teaming up. Uh, which just makes me want to ask you, um, have they said anything if they've already replaced him with another actor? 
Yes, they had the scarecrow. They had they they already replaced him with another actor. Oh, I didn't even hear about so, that. Yeah, they did. Um, I think it was announced a few months back, but uh, I wonder if they're gonna like replace him with another actor the same way they did uh, Ivy, like Poison Ivy, or if it's just going to be like this other actor is playing the role. We're just not going to talk about it. I was thinking since uh, he's – what if he's just wearing the burlap sack so it's a different uh, actor beneath the mask? That way we can't tell. I could – yeah, I could see that too. I could definitely see that uh, being what they do because, yeah, I mean why would you need to worry about it if he's not – you're not going to see his face anyways. Right, and it's been you know a while since we've seen him last. So, I mean it's something that they could do that way so we don't have to get a weird little time age jump. Yeah, exactly. So how do you feel? Um, do you think that the Joker, you know, uh, Scarecrow and Mad Hatter will be teaming up for the uh, quote-unquote long Halloween episode? So are you officially calling him the Joker? Well, okay, I meant to say Jerome, and I oh, okay. it just slipped because even the actor Cameron uh, who plays Jerome said that he's not the Joker. Okay. Uh, I mean, essentially, that's what they're trying to play it up as. But yeah, you're okay. Um, I, I would, yeah. We talked about this last week. I think that's probably what they're going to be going for. Is uh, that's what this is is going to be their long Halloween kind of storyline? Didn't they also say that they were going to do No Man's Land? That was going to be the the season finale. But I mean, so yeah, the season finale. I mean, obviously, if if they do No Man's Land, that means there's going to be some kind of earthquake. And then how? And then the next season would be uh, them dealing with the fact that Gotham is separated from the rest of the country. How are they going to do also Long Halloween next year? Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what they're planning or what they're thinking because I mean, one of the big players is um, the Penguin, and you know, obviously, we know right now that the Penguin is locked up in Arkham. Well, so is Jerome. Yeah, exactly. So maybe that's why he huh. gets. Um, Scarecrow, and Mad Hatter, to break him out. Well, yeah, we know Mad Hatter's in there. I don't, I, I haven't seen the Scarecrow in a while, so he might be, he must be in there too. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh. Okay, yeah, and then the last thing I want to say is that we have an All Father D. Aronki, Aronic, Ar- yeah, something like that for season three of AMC's Preacher. He's going to be played by jo- Johnny Coyne, uh, actor, very distinct face. If you've seen him, you would know. Uh, uh, some of his credits are Turn and the short-lived Alcatraz. When I, I watched Alcatraz. I thought that was a very interesting show, and it only lasted like six episodes, I think, and it got canceled. Oh, man. So uh, I, I, wouldn't, I, I can't wait to see what he ends up doing with this character. Yeah, and the picture that they showed, you know, he looked like a complete glut, uh, glutton. So I wonder what's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> and I, you know, I think we both talked about this. Neither one of us has really uh, ever read Preacher comics, so we don't really know anything about that particular character. Right, and yeah, I mean, we just jumped into it because of the show, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. According to the article, this is what it says about the the character of Allfather Doronic. 
he is physically large, overweight, and a revolting slob, but also potentially the most powerful man in the world. He is quietly sinister with eye with eyes that see more than he says. I mean, that kind of sounds like uh, Airstar, right? Right. So does that mean that? I mean, see, the whole problem with the second season, which I enjoyed, don't get me wrong, is that they just couldn't figure out if Airstar was going to be like an antihero or he was going to be the villain. So do you think that he's just going to be an antihero this next season? Yeah, that that's a you know that's a possibility. Uh, he was. Pushing, I, I could definitely see that happening. Yeah, I mean, he was pushing Jesse to you know do something big with his powers to be responsible with them, but right. you know we haven't seen much beyond that. But we all know he does have evil intentions or weird intentions, Ex- whatever the, the way you see I, it. You know, yeah, weird intentions. I think it's in and he's just dedicated. Like he, I think when we we saw the backstory of him joining up with the. The Crusaders? What were they called? I think it's a crusade. Okay. Uh, that, you know, he's just... He just wanted to be... He wanted to dedicate himself to something, and this is what he decided to dedicate himself to. He's pretty like, I don't think it. he necessarily... And, and the thing is, it's not that he necessarily believed in all of it. He just... he Now he knows those things exist, so it's, it's not really faith anymore. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I'm excited. I mean, I guess this guy might be the main villain in the next season. Sounds like it. So, All right. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens. I mean, it's definitely a show that we both look forward to every uh, summer. So we'll have to see what happens. I love the dark, twisted humor. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you have any other stories you want to talk about? That's pretty much it for me today. All right, let's go ahead and get into Legends of Tomorrow then. Uh, let's see, what was the name of this episode? It was Amazing Grace. And we got a lot of Elvis. We got a whole lot of Elvis. Do you think they just used um, recordings of Elvis or did they... Because, I, I mean, it obviously didn't look like it was that guy who was singing. Yeah, it had been a lot of recordings of Elvis for this episode. Okay. Because it, it, whoever it was that was singing, it did sound really good. <laughs> yeah. So, what totem do you think that um, Damien Dark has then? Because we thought he had the death totem. Yeah. So, I don't know. And you know what? We, we have yet to... I don't know if I've said this yet before on the show or not, but do we... <laughs> Do you, you know how I've already talked about how uh, the CW shows kind of like to troll the the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, by doing their thing first? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what they're doing here. They got the Infinity Stones together before Avengers Infinity War <laughs> comes out. And they did a good job. <laughs> They're doing. They're doing a good job. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's go over. We have the 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 air totem which is uh zari's we have the spirit totem which is uh amaya's Amaya's, but she doesn't have it right now right it belongs to we have the fire we had the fire totem which uh ray palmer is working on right now we have the water totem which kawasa has and we have the earth totem right that which they just got back because wally stole Okay, so th- so then that just the that just leaves a sixth totem, which was the death totem, 
that they found with Elvis. I'm guessing that means that Damien Dark's totem from the Arrow show isn't one of the totems that they're considering. Okay. Wait, did they say there were six or seven? They said there was... I thought they said there were six uh, and there was one unknown. Maybe he has the unknown one? Because even on the board, no, it has a question mark. But I, th- I thought that the death totem that they got from Elvis was the unknown one. Oh, okay then. That's what I thought. Okay, but you could be right. May- maybe. We'll-, we'll have to find out. You know, if if it ends up being that he does his his statue thing that he had was another totem, maybe it's a life totem. Because, like I said, he uses life, the, the death of li- people that died to power himself. So, yeah, to get stronger. So he's using their life force kind of thing. That would make sense because in this episode you find out that he's actually controlling the dead. Or the spirits of the dead. The spir- the spirits of the dead, exactly. So that was uh what I mean what what did you think of the episode? I love that just the, the mere fact that Elvis doesn't exist or doesn't make music like so many things ended up changing. Right, like the name of a pet rat, um freaking <laughs> Nate's hairstyle. Nate's hairstyle, that was that was hilarious. Yeah, they're like, What's wrong with your hair? What do you mean what's wrong with my hair? Actually, at first, I couldn't tell what was wrong with it. I just thought that it was a different color. And I was like, why would him bleaching his hair change? But I guess it was the product that he puts in his hair. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I I, mean, I don't think we got any big mysteries in this episode. Not that I can remember. I just thought it was a, it was a fun episode overall, yeah. like usual. Yeah. Um, this episode just made me want to watch uh, Walk Hard all over again. <laughs> because of the twin brother <laughs> right and did you know that about Elvis? I knew that beforehand no I didn't know at all yeah he had a twin brother that died at a really young age yeah um I just thought that's something that they put in walk hard just because you know it was such a random movie <laughs> also parody well, you know, it, parody. But well yeah it was a parody of walk the line that they did of Johnny Cash, who his brother died at a young age. It wasn't a twin brother, but his brother died at a young age. That too? Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, you know, being, we, or, I guess, growing up at the in the early 1900s is dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Was there anything else in particular you wanted to talk about with this episode? Uh, no, not really. This one was pretty much pretty straightforward. Yeah, it was all pretty straightforward. It was, you know, go back in time, go to Memphis, get, get the get the totem from Elvis, and then and then come back. And they they pretty much did. That I mean, it all just kind of worked to plan. I mean, there were a few hiccups, but everything kind of worked to plan. Yeah, he willingly gave up the stone at the or the totem at the end. Um, and you know, they mentioned the darks at the beginning of the episode, saying like, oh, they planted that totem there, but they never showed up either. That yeah, I, I was expecting them to show up at some point, and they never did. That was weird. Yeah, so maybe they're cooking something out for the next uh, next coming episode. Probably, uh, which is the romancing the stone or no necromancing the stone. Yep. So uh, uh, that would and that brings back uh, uh, John Constantine. So what uh, do you expect that episode to be about? Just, I mean, with necromancy in the stone, that would mean death. Just a lot of insane 
uh, supernatural stuff going on in this episode. All right, I I I can see that happening. Uh, let's go over to the Flash. Run, Iris, run! Now we are Flash is even more official. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? I just want to say one thing before we start talking about the episode officially. And I know I've said this before, but it is kind of a shame that they got Hartley Sawyer to play Ralph Dibney, even though he's doing a great job as Ralph Dibney. The man looks like the Joker. Like, he looks like the Joker's face so bad. I don't understand why no one has put got him to play the Joker yet. And he's really good with his facial expressions, so... He, he, he really is. Some evil looks. <laughs> when he had... There's that one point when he, like, uh... He, like, he smiles and he has this, like, po- very pointed smile in this episode. I was like, that was both, like... Uh, amusing and creepy at the same time. Yes. He, they really did a great job casting this guy. He makes, you know, the Flash worthwhile this season so far. Yes. Yes, he is probably my favorite part of this season. Uh, even when he's being, like, like, somber. Like, this episode was him somber a lot because he doesn't want to die, you know, which is like, acceptable and he doesn't think that people are playing, uh, like they're not playing up, uh, uh, or or they're not giving enough attention to his problem, which is kind of selfish. But uh, I mean, it makes sense, right? Right. I mean, come on. Um, he he wants to help, but at the same time, he's like, I'm gonna die, and you guys are, you know, more worried about this issue than you know trying to keep me alive. <laughs> so I see his yeah. point of it. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but no, okay, so the episode we find another be- bus meta, and it's, uh, you know, this, the actor, what was the last thing I saw this actor in? Uh, I want to say that I saw him, I don't know, I saw him in something recently, I can't remember at the moment, but uh, he has the power to essentially transfer meta powers to other people. Yeah, just by a simple touch. By yeah, by a simple touch, which I thought was very interesting. So, at the one point when he transfers powers from Barry to Iris, he runs away at the very end, and he kind of says, "This wasn't my fault, right?" Right. I would as I would assume that he knew that he transferred their powers at that point, but the next time they see him, he he doesn't understand that he transferred powers. Yeah, exactly. Which I guess was just a little hiccup on their part. I get, I, 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 and so I'm wondering if the show messed up right there, or if they just didn't do a good enough job, like explaining his uh, backstory to say that he doesn't, he didn't know about it. Yeah, because it, it was odd that he's like, "Oh no," you, just like you said, like, "Oh no, I didn't ask for this. So it's all on you guys." And I was like, "What? I can do that." Oh, that, yeah, exactly. Especially at the park, that's when he realizes like he's transferring powers. Hmm. Uh, I want to. <laughs> so at one point, when he accidentally transferred powers from one fire guy to another guy, and that guy starts using his powers too. Uh, at the very end, the culmination of Iris having powers—you know, having to save the day. This guy is creating this 
fire vortex to uh, basically eventually eradicate like a good portion of of Central City. How lucky was it that the water was right there? Yeah, that they're right by the bay. <laughs> they were right by the bay, and she can uh, she can make a tidal wave, and then the tidal wave wasn't going to destroy anything else around the town. Like it was perfectly open to just take out the fire. I was like, come on, super convenient. Super convenient. Also, like, a big ass fluke. <laughs> right? I I I thought it was like the idea of running around him in a vortex to create a vortex to suck out the oxygen. I don't understand why that wouldn't have worked. That 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 should work, it, and it shouldn't have been like. Uh, it she could have started at a wider circle and then just got smaller and smaller. Like I know that they just wanted to do something new. To, to to show off her powers and stuff, but I thought it was way too stretchy. Like, they, they stretched it way too much. Right. But, I mean, also, she was afraid, you know, even to stand up against this guy. Yeah, which I thought was weird. And, and I guess this is what I did enjoy the episode, but I think this was my biggest complaint, was, like, no, like, I need to be brave. You know, Ralph was right. I need to stand up for the team before I was fearless. But now, you know, I'm just, you know, sitting by the wayside doing nothing. And she's like, and she even tells Barry, like, no, don't worry, dude, I got this. And then she's like, oh, no, I can't do this, I can't do that. And Barry goes like, don't do it, you're not ready. So that's, like, the biggest complaint <laughs> I had for this episode. And I like, I, I like, I, it, to me, it seemed kind of like, um, she, the, she didn't have to start off like at a lower power set, like say Wally and Jesse did, like she got Barry's powers at his height at he is right now. You know what? You understand what I'm saying? Right. But I mean, they would when she was running her though. Well, yeah, yeah, no, no, absolutely. They would have to train her to use that, the, the, uh, the amount of power that, that Barry has. But I just thought it was interesting that the, the transfer itself didn't start her back down at zero. So to say, it started her up at ten where Barry is at. Oh, that's true. I see what you're saying now. I... So yeah, when he was when she was on the the treadmill, the treadmill, <laughs> and uh, he he was or she was running, and he was like, uh, "Man, she's fat." Like it almost seemed like maybe they were doing the whole thing that they did over in Supergirl, where Superman had to be like. You beat me, and I wasn't even holding back. I knew it. I knew for a fact that I wasn't holding back, and you beat me. Like, like it kind of felt like that to me. Like they were trying to say Iris is faster than than Barry is. Yeah, and I don't think it would Did be you... that way. I I don't think so either. Just because she wouldn't be used to to, to the powers, right? And I didn't even think about it until you actually did mention it. But yeah, that's right. They're like, holy crap! You know, she's fast. Holy crap! What's gonna happen? Yeah. So. I, I wonder if that means that that they're going to do something in the future. Even though at the end of the episode, she kind of was like, no, I don't want the powers because that's not who I am. That's not the way I'm going to help the world. That's not the way I'm going to help the team. And then she went back to being a, a reporter, which we've talked about for a very <laughs> long time, asking, like, what the fuck happened with that? But instead of, like, going back to the newspaper, she went back to her blog yeah, and I mean, don't they kind of need money right now since Barry's technically unemployed? Barry's unemployed. Obviously, the Star Labs doesn't make anything anymore. They don't have the museum up and running anymore, so I have no idea where they get money from. 
I mean, probably had decent... Maybe they're just like, alright, you know, here you go, you can use your pension while you're on leave indefinitely. Maybe? Maybe maybe he's suing the city for, for you know, false imprisonment when he didn't commit the crime. Yeah. Even though there's evidence that he, technically he did commit the crime, but we know that he didn't. Right, but then it, even the way that they've shaped the story is that, um, you know, he Joey! commit the crime. Someone else did. Yeah. So, I mean, technically he could still sue. I don't know. I I, I do wonder. Like, this, I think this is what the this is the where do the prisoners go and poop like thing <laughs> from the first season and the pipeline. Like now it's where. Yeah, in the pipeline. Where do they get the money from now? That's that's the big mystery. Yeah, because they have a really they have a really nice apartment and like downtown. It seems like and has a yeah. great view of the city. But whatever. <laughs> but whatever. I mean, those aren't expensive, right? Right. I'm not gonna worry <laughs> about that. Um, this and the other thing that the episode dealt with was uh Harry and Cisco and their little drama because he wanted to create a thinking cap. Just like DeVoe. Right. And, dude, I, I really liked the whole... You could tell he was becoming power-hungry, you know? That's something I really liked, and Cisco's like, no, this is exactly why I don't want to help him. Right. Those were, and then... Go ahead. I was say, those were just really great moments in this episode. Yeah, they were really great moments, especially for Cisco and, and Harrison, like, or Harry... Uh, as much as they they bicker and and fight with each other, you see that how much Cisco actually does care about Harry. Yeah, and I mean sometimes Harry can't see it, and he did understand too. He's like, okay, no, I know you're looking out for me. This is part of protection. I'll agree to your terms. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, which then all came to a fruition with the fact that he. Figured out who the last two metas are. He gave out the names. Yeah, no, they didn't mean anything to me. I looked it up just to see if there were any DC characters older than you. Nah. And nothing? Nothing. That's interesting. I uh, I wonder why they just decided to go that route. Well, I don't think I don't think t- the, the, the melting pot or melting point guy was in the comic books either. That's true. Or the so, dude, or uh, Fallout, that guy probably wasn't real either. Oh, yeah, I, not that I know of, but uh, but Lady Luck was a character. Yeah. And I don't I don't know if the Fiddler was. I don't know either. I like that character, but it's too bad she's gone now. Yeah, I know. Um, what did you think of the fact that... Uh, Iris's lightning was purple. Yeah, it made no sense because everybody else has either yellow or red. Right, and like, I I mean, in the comic books, I always assumed that it was red because he wore a red suit. But in this show, they've already established that it's not the suit that's that's red; it's the whatever aura that he gets off, right? And how fast you go too. So, right, and then. She was wearing Caitlyn's outfit when she goes out the first time, and it was already purple. Now she has she went and wore the jacket, and that's kind of the reason why 
I mean, that that added to it, which I really like that jacket. That jacket was cool looking. But uh, I don't know. I, I, I liked it. It was, it was a nice color. It was a nice color scheme. But I thought it was weird that it was just purple, that her lightning was purple. Yeah, I thought so too, especially since they made a point in season two to say, like, oh, no, this is what the colors mean. Exactly. So I don't know. Uh, was there anything else about this episode you wanted to get off your chest? Uh, no, not really. Like I said, I did enjoy it. Uh, but yeah, my biggest issue is just the whole Iris saying I'm ready, but really not being ready. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, if it's if one thing's for sure, anybody that gets powers in the in the Flash TV show is going to jump right into it really quickly. Yep, we saw it with Jesse Quick and with Wally. Yep, yep. Uh, Okay, let's head over to Freeland and talk about some Black Lightning. I just want to say that I really love the fact that at, by the end of this episode, uh, Jennifer has her powers. Like, I can't believe they've already done it. I thought it was. I, I literally thought they were going to stay, wait till the end of the season to I do it. I thought so but, too, yeah. especially since we talked about it last week. I know that was crazy. Yeah, um, dude, this episode is really great and. Great teamwork and great detective work from both of them. Yes, yes. I loved I loved the fact the like Black Lightning teaching Anissa how to how to one, you know, do more self defense, two, deal with the fact that you're when you're fighting, you're fighting in a crowd, there's gonna be people around. And three, keeping your emotions in check. When you have superpowers, you have to keep your emotions in check. Right, because when they're doing the training simulation, he's like, Okay, that dude may have been, you know, might have been racist, but He's not a criminal. He's not hurting anybody right now. Yeah, that's what Jefferson told her. Is like, you know, he's not breaking the law, and that's that's the point. Is that you can't just you can't go up and just destroy a statue because you don't you 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 think it's racist. You know, it's it's still you know public property or whatever. You get it taken. You 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 stay within the law. You're better than that. Yeah, and he was also teaching her uh, about control of her power. When they're breaking into the morgue, he's also, how much density do you really think you need to break this wall? Right. And she's like, he's like, stop with, start with just a finger. And then that didn't quite do it. And okay, go ahead and do it as much. He's, he, he literally says, do as much as you think you need to. And then she still goes almost full power. Yeah. But it was a great moment because when, you know, obviously, I still think those dudes are dead from a couple of episodes ago. That's all I'm saying. Because she did say like she went full force, so he's teaching oh, her yeah. a great point right there. Exactly, and and uh, the other things like he would drop in like, are you, what happens if you're around radiation? Can you can you withstand that? You know what happens if uh, this happens? Like I love the fact he's throwing that out there, saying, "Hey, look, you're not ready because you don't know the answers yet. You don't know your full, I guess, stopping point limitations. Yeah, limitations. Yeah, exactly. That's." I, I thought that was that was such a great part of the episode. It's as one as as because he's her father, and two because like he's also a teacher at heart. You know, yep. he's like, look, you need to learn, and and he didn't come. He's he's not coming down on her about it. He's like, he's got a smile on his face the whole time. He's trying. He's like, I'm teaching my daughter how to be a superhero. Yep. This is fucking awesome. You know, he's yeah, he's not being strict or anything. He's just like, you know, you gotta keep cool. Be collected, you know, these are things you got to think about. And he's doing a great job, especially Anissa saying all those things to heart because, you know, he's been doing it for years. 
as Black Lightning. So he knows what to do. Exactly. So, uh, Gamby, wow. He, uh, we got, we got a good piece of his backstory. He, he was a part of a, a organization called the ASA, which I assume is kind of like the NSA, but the American security agency, I guess. Uh, they came into Freeland to try and create their own metas. And it looks like that's what they ended up doing. Yeah. So does that mean that Jefferson was part of that experiment? I assume that's what we're going to be getting at, and that's uh, what eventually we'll find out. Right now, Jefferson's just mad at him because the the stuff that his father was researching ended up being connected to Gamby, which then got him killed. Right. And do you think that that means that whatever the potion or chemical or whatever that keeps um, Tobias Whale like young and alive is? Uh, Gamby's doing as well? I, I would assume so, yes. Hmm. And his sister as well, obviously, but we don't know if she's coming back yet. It's true, we don't know. And Now, uh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was no, just to say, um, after watching this episode, I just want to have like a couple of one-shots or maybe like a mini-series about Gamby and all his dealings as a bad guy. Because- oh, nice. Like... Like uh, like like a spinoff show where he's younger, like a younger version of him, or it could be a comic book series. I don't care, but yeah, dude, it just got me really interested into that character. Nice, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe it's a CWC show. Oh, maybe they'll make something like that. Yeah, <laughs> the Adventures of the Young Taylor. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I like that they went. And they did the detective work of trying to to that they put together the fact that uh, the lightning burns on Lady Eve didn't wouldn't have been from black lightning or actual lightning because it didn't have the the pattern the correct pattern. Right, it was too inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Um, the other big thing about the episode. Oh my goodness! So Latavius. We know him as Lala, right? Yes. And he is returned from the dead. He has the tattoo of Lawanda on his chest. We have no idea why he's back, but he is kind of crazy because he's talking to Lawanda in his head and no one else sees that. I love that conversation I, in that scene in the back seat. It reminded me a lot of Fight Club. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. But <laughs> like, yeah, the two guys are sitting there driving and, yeah, he's kind of arguing with himself. But. I wanted to say is that his nickname is Lala, right? Yep. And his name is Latavius, and the other person in his head, his name is Lawanda. So he really is Lala now. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. (laughs) (laughs) So I wonder if he's a character in the DC Comics. I I never looked that up. I never looked that up either, but holy shit, though. Uh, I, I can't wait to see what happens with that. So I love the fact that there's like a secondary bad guy, maybe even a bad guy that's being built up to go up against Black Lightning now. Yeah, obviously he's going to want to get revenge on Black Lightning, but I mean, what do you think is going to happen when he meets up with uh, Tobias again? I think, I mean, we're definitely going to see like what it was that, uh, or What's the extent of his resurrection powers, I guess? Yeah, so I, what do you think? I, I just have so many questions at this point. 
I think that's why I really <laughs> like this episode too, because we don't yes, know do how too. we came, how he came back, and if at one point he did have you know get injected with that serum for you know meta powers. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 there is just a lot of questions at this point. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm glad about that. I, I hope that we get, we get to some answers here pretty soon. Uh, but yeah, I don't have anything for you. Damn. Shame. Wish you did. (laughs) Uh, was there anything else in particular that you thought about this episode you want to talk about? So I know that you've mentioned before that, uh, Gamby, um, does all the rogues, uh, the Flash rogues, you know, all their costumes. Did you catch that uh, little Joker hint or nod about that? I didn't. What was it? Um, you know how he's talking to, to Lynn and he's like, oh, you know, uh, my supplier dropped me off the wrong fabric. I hope purple comes back in, uh, back in style soon. <laughs> uh, nice. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, so I thought it was, you know, he makes costumes for bad guys, so it's probably a hint, you know, towards the Joker. Yep, I, definitely, I definitely see that. So, uh, no, I didn't catch that. Good, 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 uh, good spot. Anything else? No. Uh, all right. Since we don't have an arrow, let's go straight over to Gotham. So they are going full on blast with this whole fucking young Bruce Wayne is is Batman thing. Yes, yes, they are, and this was not the show we were promised when they first pitched this it to us. <laughs> no, no, it was not the show that we were promised. This is, I don't exactly know what this show is anymore. This is, this show is all over the place. It is, you follow so many different characters, and there's so much, so many different things that are going on. Uh, let's, let's, let's tackle um, James Gordon first. Gordon basically is trying to re- reconcile his relationship with uh, Bullock throughout this episode. Uh, Bullock is pissed off because he, what it turns out to be is that he's more angry with himself than he is with any, anybody else, but he's, he's expressing it to, 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 um, to Gordon, Gordon because he just blames him. Gordon. Yeah. He blames him for taking his job. Uh, he gets taken over by poison Ivy's pheromones or whatever, when they think that maybe poison Ivy was coming after him because he's the one that killed her father. Yeah. And that's turns what they out, made it. To be like, but go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah. It turns out that Poison Ivy's big plan is to eventually take out the rich people that kind of are stealing from what she says, stealing from the the poor or essentially the plants and stuff like that. Uh, she shows up at a benefit that Bruce is throwing for his parents, and uh, he kind of gets very emotional because he saw. Um. Alfred in the crowd and uh, he walks up to Alfred to say something and Alfred's like, yeah, that's still not good enough because earlier in the episode he was like trying to reconcile with him and he was like, Alfred's like, no, you, you, you did some stupid shit, man. And you're, you may be saying the right things now, but your, your, your actions need to tell me differently. Yeah, you don't mean it. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, I don't blame the guy. I don't, I really don't blame him. For not not trusting uh, young dickhead Bruce Wayne, <laughs> um, so he 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 know he runs in Bruce runs into uh, Gordon outside of the benefit, and uh, he got out before Ivy came in and, and took over stuff. So 
Even though we saw in the beginning of the episode he went and burned his mask, apparently he kept the Kevlar suit somewhere, and it was somewhere nearby. So he wants, he runs, grabs, puts that on, puts a scarf around his face, runs in, and saves Alfred. And Alfred's like, no, see, this is what I'm telling you. You have a, you can do something. You can save more people instead of just me, just looking out for yourself. So uh, I kind of missed it what happened, but he runs into, uh, he's taking out a bad guy in a corridor, and then he picks up a gun and Gordon shoots him for <laughs> for having a gun in his hand and he takes a bullet to the chest luckily the kevlar holds up and then he pulls a disappearing act on the roof yep because i'm happy what did you i mean one i want to say the mask that he throws in the fire it's a good thing he got rid of that mask if it can be take it if it can be destroyed by fire because <laughs> it's like a take I'm a sure bullet. exactly <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's a good thing he kept that Kevlar, I guess. Uh, I still don't like the look of it with all those rolls. I think it's so weird looking, but what do you think? What, how'd you feel about him coming in and doing his Dark Knight routine? Oh man, it's just, we know we're going to get Batman, but still like, this is not the way to go about it, man. It really isn't. And it's just what's killing the show for me. I'd rather have, you know, 10 minutes of Bruce and Alfred. Well, actually, I like Alfred a lot. But um, just 10 minutes of Bruce and then, you know, Detective Gordon somewhere out there taking care of crimes and mysteries and riddles. Yeah, see, that's what I would want to. I'd want, I'd like 10 minutes of, of seeing Bruce just being trained in one aspect or another. Just either being a detective or playing chess or... Uh, working out or something like that. And then, yeah, the rest of the episode is about Gordon solving crimes or dealing with crazies and stuff like that. Um, but that's not it. No. And I think that Bruce no. should be learning, like, accents, uh, putting on different disguises as well. No, we're not getting that. No, no, he's just going to already be the Dark Knight, and we're just going to have to be like, oh, well, I guess he learned all this stuff when we weren't watching, but yet we were watching all the time. Yeah, and it's just been... This season especially has been probably like 25% uh, Gordon and 75% Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but then that's only half of the show. The other half of the show is uh, uh, Sophia and um, Leslie Tompkins having to deal with each other where at the end of that, she fucking crushes her hand with a hammer. I, I honestly thought someone was going to come and save her hand before the before that happened, but it didn't happen, and I I got kind of like grossed out. Yeah, I wasn't expecting lie. to see you know the actual hammer beating on the flesh. Yeah, at all. that was that was quite intense. That was very realistic too. Yeah, uh, and then the other part was the. The Riddler having to deal with himself. He, at one point, decided he was going to kill himself so that he can get rid of... Oh, I'm sorry. Nigma decided to kill himself to get rid of the Riddler. But it was all a, a ruse on the part of the Riddler to get Nigma to take him back to Arkham so that the Penguin could bring the Riddler out. And just to add this, I think once we finally get the long Halloween episode... The Riddler is going to replace fucking Harvey Dent two days. Ah, you know what? You're probably absolutely right. I didn't even think about that. Because they haven't mentioned, you know, Harvey Dent at all. 
Um, I don't think there's a reason to have Harvey Dent right now either. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially since it's the long Halloween is when he becomes Two-Face, right? Yeah. Um, because yeah. he's doing the court trial and that's when they splash acid on his face. So, yeah, it would, uh, it would be a big piece of the show to have that happen right in the middle, I would think. Yeah, and and I mean, it just came back for its mid-season finale, so I don't know when it's going to start throwing long Halloween at us and then when it's going to do no design either. Yeah. Uh, it, it, there was, and then, oh, the last part of the show was... Uh, Selena having to deal with uh, Poison Ivy in the Lazarus water. formula or whatever that – yeah, Lazarus water. Um, I mean, how did you feel about Selena confronting her friend, her one-time friend? It just really bugs me because as we all know, especially for the animated series, I mean that's what I know as Batman lore because it was big you know, in my childhood. They're friends, and they've even now they're so best friends, and they're just tearing that apart for no reason, just to create unnecessary drama. I'd rather see that <laughs> between uh, Tabitha, uh, Barbara, and Selena, but between you know right. uh, Pamela Isley and then uh, Selena, to me it just doesn't make sense. Well, technically that's Ivy Pepper, so. Maybe it's not Poison Ivy. Maybe there's going to be another girl that's Pamela Isley. Oh, God, don't feed me that bull right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing that they did with the Joker. That's true. Uh, but, yeah, that's Gotham in a nutshell. So, once again, I, I would say that we're not very excited about the show, but uh, it, it, it does have a couple interesting things going on. I, I will make you this deal. Um if it doesn't, you know, if the season finale is a, a disappointment, then we can just not mention the show ever again. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, we, we'll have to see. Maybe if the if the the show doesn't do well for the season finale, maybe Fox might not mention the show ever again. <laughs> That's true too. <laughs> uh, okay, let's go over to Marvel then and talk about Agents of Shield. Uh, we're coming off of the 100th episode. Yeah, I honestly, I honestly wanted to say that I didn't think that they were gonna touch on the whole fact that Deke was their grandson ever again. I thought that that was just gonna be a thing that they they said at the end of that episode and then just let it, you know, fade away. Not that it was a bad thing. I liked that part of the sh- the the story, but I just never thought they were gonna actually put the the two things together for any of the characters. Same here, and they actually ended up doing it, but it didn't feel forced or anything like that, though. No, no, it didn't. It didn't feel too forced. I mean, there the whole when you know he's hallucinating and seeing his mother, and she's like, "It's something that my grand or my mother taught me," and it's like, "Oh, well, we're about to see that see Simmons say that here in a second. Yep. <laughs> the only thing that I was wondering is that if he was going to tell it to her or if he was going to hear her say it. That was the only thing I didn't know what was going to happen. But obviously. He heard her say it. Yeah, exactly. That's what they ended up doing. Um, Daisy doesn't have her powers right now? She hasn't had her powers ever since they left. Since they came back from fucking... Yeah, because... Oh, that's right. She didn't... She didn't have she didn't have her powers on the on the asteroid, huh? Right. Um, they, she still has that little control thing. I forgot what it was called. 
Oh, okay. And, you know, so, the biggest thing was, like, maybe I'm better off without my powers anyway, even though she didn't want to come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what she's. That's why she was like, uh, I can't crack the world if I don't have my powers, so... They're going to find a way. Interesting. Now, one of the things that we did say when we were in the future, I said uh, the, one of the reasons why we he, she could possibly crack the Earth or the Earth cracks is because of Gravitonium. Now, I thought that when we left the future the, and they didn't take any with them, that, oh, well, that's not going to happen now. So we don't have to – That I was wrong. But we're finding all kinds of Gravitonium all over the place. On that floating airship. <laughs> well, yeah, there was a little bit on the floating airship, but, but apparently there should have been a whole lot more. Yeah. Uh, and we got to—we have to assume General Hale is the one that has it. Right. Oh, my gosh. She is not a nice lady. And her daughter, <laughs> no. she's not nicer either. No, she is not. She takes right after her for her mother. Um, don't you think that someone would have seen that boat up there, though, in the sky? Oh yeah, totally, man. That's not something that you know you're gonna just not see, right? I mean, we have things looking up into the sky all the time. There's planes flying around everywhere. You would think that one point someone that was like you know flying to fucking Hawaii would be like, "Hey, there's a giant boat up here. Uh, I'm gonna fly around it, okay? <laughs> like, <Yep>. what the fuck?" <laughs> But nope, we're just going to ignore it. This is the one-time thing that's happening right now. Now, and if you remember from Age of Ultron, if you have a big piece of mass that comes flying down towards the Earth, it's not good for the Earth that's nope. underneath. That's not good. Yet they just, they just let this giant fucking uh, tanker just crash into the Earth that's been floating up in the air. I, I mean, that seemed very irresponsible. At this point, remember what Max said, you know, we're beyond following the rules. We're not following them. We're breaking them right now. Right. It's the only thing that makes sense. Uh, we got we got to see a little bit of uh, Max's backstory with uh, the introduction of the, the Candyman played by Jake Busey. I really did not expect this from Jake Busey. Like, I, I, when they said he was coming in, I was, I thought he was going to play a bad guy, a creepy guy, just like Jake Busey usually plays. <laughs> but, uh, no, he was very fun and, like, you know. He was a really good character. Jovial. Yeah, it was a good character. I'm surprised that he's, he was one and done. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean, he might show up later in the season, but. I, I thought he would stick around for a couple episodes right now. Yeah, and they're like, nope, thank you for the help. You know, we'll drop you off whenever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently he's some kind of uh, recruiter or, you know, a, basically a guy who can get you things. And he's going to help find Deathlock technology to, I assume, to help, to help Yo-Yo. But they also needed it for something else. Yeah. What was it again? Good. Oh, to to save to save Colson's life. That's what they're going to right. use for. Well, right uh, now that uh, Yo-Yo's back up on her feet, do you think she's going to tell the team like, no, don't save Colson's life? I think it's going to have to come up here pretty soon at some point. I mean, Colson was willing to sacrifice himself last week, so do you think he's willing to stop living now? I think if. If something comes up where they're like, "Oh, well, we figured it out with this Deathlock, uh, uh, you know, technology," 
then he'll be like, yeah, sure. If it's going to save my life, okay. It's, as long as there's nothing that, you know, there's no bad consequences. Okay. Um, but then again, maybe that's what, cra- you know, the introduction of Gravitonium and this Deathlock technology, you know, whatever, you know, maybe that's what blows the earth up. And that's why he sh- they say, uh, future Yo-Yo says that, uh, Colson has to die. Yeah, don't save his life. Yeah. And uh, you were right about the whole they're going to give Yo-Yo arms again. Yeah, I, I like that they he just dragged a, a robot body back there. I got arms for you. It's romantic. <laughs> also, I like the whole when he's like, oh, her arms aren't the important parts to me. <laughs> And everybody's kind of like, oh, kinky. He's like, I was talking about her heart. Bastards. <laughs> yeah, that's a great moment. But damn, that was a, a moment that did get me was when, you know, uh, I'm just like, oh, yeah, you know, like, it's cool. Don't worry about it. I got a prosthetic arm. It's cool. And then she's like, well, you know, do you ever feel anything? And then Colson's like, oh, no. You know, but you get used to it. I was like, fuck, that hurts. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was. I was ex- I, I, at first. I was like, "Oh, just lie to her, just lie to her." But then I was like, "Nah, he'll tell her the truth." He's too and, good yeah, of a person to not lie about that. At least, yeah, exactly. Um, the return of the Ron Strucker kid. Yeah, I don't know who this is, so I do have questions. Oh, okay. Um, I I, I didn't think it was that far back. I thought I th- I think it was. I think he was introduced right before Hive, so yeah, because I uh, came in season three. That's when he told me to start watching. So yeah, so Werner von Strucker, you know, we we saw his father in the the movies in um, the beginning of Age of Ultron when they are uh, storming the castle mm-hmm. to to uh, yeah. So he's the bad guy with the with the eyepiece that Ultron eventually kills in the prison cell. Okay. He was also he was also in the end of Oh, which one was it? Was it Winter Soldier where we saw uh Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch for the first time? Yeah, that was uh Winter Soldier. Yeah, okay. So that that was Von Strucker, you know, head of the science division of uh hydra uh at the time and this is supposed to be his son now uh something happened to him i i'm guessing earlier in the seasons the, the episodes that that he was in and i don't remember it i just remember him being there but now he has some type of uh uh eidetic memory where he remembers everything and even things that were in his past so we find out that him and uh, Ruby ha- used to hang out as kids. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. And she's like, no, nah, I don't remember you. Just being cold-hearted. Like she was taught to be. Yeah, was, well, she is cold-hearted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we get from General Hale that she's not wanting to start Hydra back up. She kind of wants to start something different. I don't... I wonder. I really wonder what this is going to be. It's like a mixture of Hydra and U.S. government, I guess. But uh, yeah, she's putting a team together. She's got her daughter, and she's got Von Strucker now, Werner Von Strucker, and soon well, this... um, the Absorbing Man. 
that that's right. She has the absorbing man too. We'll have to see who else she ends up putting on this team. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean there wasn't I don't think there was too much else. Oh, there was the nice sweet little moment where Deke and uh Fitz ended up playing or were about to play catch together and they don't they don't know that they're grandson and grandfather, but we know it, so it's a little heartwarming. Yep. <laughs> And then all but, of a sudden uh, that comes up, you know, abrupt end. Yeah, very abruptly. He's like, ah, I, I, and the fact that Fitz keeps treating him, treating Deke like he's an idiot, like it's just like, oh, that's that's disheartening. Like I don't even know why why Fitz would be doing that in the first place, though. Like he's always been a very nice guy, anyways. Yeah, and I know he's like, oh, he's annoying me. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Uh, all right. Anything else you want to talk about this episode? No. All right. Good episode. Can't wait for the rest of the season. Let's move over to the walking dead. Uh, I have to say, I really like this episode as to what we've seen in the last few episodes, as opposed to what we've seen in the last two episodes. Uh, uh go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say as someone that, uh, you know, kind of stepped away from the whole religion and, uh, you know, being raised on faith kind of thing. Yeah. That that played a big part in this episode, and it was actually really well done to the point that it wasn't annoying. I actually enjoyed all those little parts. I, I You know what? I have to agree. I have to agree, and let's talk about that. So, you know, Gabriel, Father Gabriel is, is constantly preaching about, you know, the Lord will, will show us a way he has a plan for us. You know, it's gonna, it will work out in the end kind of thing. And we see it like he, they stumble upon a house. The house has antibiotics is what he needs. Uh, there's a gun there, you know, they're going to need a gun. There's a car that works and they're going to need that. There is, uh, and the piggy bank bear trap. Oh. oh, what was in the piggy bank? Um, there was a map to where they need to go. Oh yeah keys in a, in a map you know um the bear traps you know one takes out dr spencer's foot leg what and yeah and gabriel himself steps on a whole bunch of them and they don't go off like that was <laughs> kind of crazy but i want to say this as a person who's played a, quite a few video games I, I know you've played quite a few video games <laughs> Didn't this come off as like, holy shit, there's a lot of ammo, there's transportation, there's guns, this is a save point, something bad is about to yep, happen. prepare. Hit save 50 <laughs> times. Exactly. Uh, I mean, that's all that was going through my mind. Like, every time something great would happen, I was like, oh shit, it's getting bigger, something bigger is about to happen. It's the only thing I could think. Um... Now, but to go on with uh, what Father Gabriel was saying the whole time about, like, this is, you know, it's all happening for a reason. The Lord will provide. And then eventually the doctor himself is like, I think I'm coming across to your way, and I, I think I know what my purpose is. And he reaches for the gun and gets, sh and gets shot, which was fucking horrible. Yes, we needed that doctor to survive. You need doctors to survive in this world. Uh, but... Unfortunately, people with medical training don't seem to. However, do you think that that was Dr. Spencer's um, 
what he believed what his what he needed to do. Like he's right before he gets killed, he's like, I think I know my part, and he gets shot. Do you think that's what his part was? Was to get shot and to die? Was to get shot and to die so the saviors didn't have a doctor? Fuck. Now they right. Now exactly. they mention it. Yeah, that that makes a whole lot of sense. But then again, yeah, so... you know, he probably got the iron to the face. But, you know, Negan is a smart enough guy that, like, no, we're going to need a doctor at the sanctuary. We can't let him die, so let's torture him. But you're right. He would have wanted to yeah. be living like that. So, yeah, that was his part, to screw over the sanctuary. Yeah. Which then we do see at the end of the episode that our new character just happens to have medical training, too. Yep, and he's going to be a doctor for the hilltop. Yeah, that's, you know, it's a nice little, hey, one, you know, God shuts a door but opens a window kind of thing. Yep. I just felt <laughs> so, so bad for Father Gabriel when he's like, no, what you do, no. And then they take him to um, Eugene and they're like, all right, well, you can't see. Well, make yourself useful. Sort these bullets out. What did you, do you, so do you think that Gabriel, Father Gabriel has lost his faith now again? I would say so. He looked pretty broken at that point. Yeah. And then Eugene was like, oh, you're back here. You didn't succeed. Now I gotta be tough on you. Eugene's like, Gavin, yeah. he's like, oh, I didn't want this to happen, man. But now I gotta be a dick <laughs> to you. Yep. Yeah, he... It, I mean, obviously he was hoping that uh, Gabriel would make it back to the to his people or whatever, you want, however you want to put it. So. Yeah. It's unfortunate that it that didn't work out that way. So, does Tara have a right to still be angry? Over the whole, you know, uh, Dwight killed my ex-girlfriend? Yeah, I... Dwight kills Denise back in the day, arrow through to the head. Uh, I... You know, but since then, he's he's helped out the, the Alexandrians. He's uh he's doing his best. He took a bullet for him. Like, is she still allowed to be upset with him? I don't think so. Really? That's that's interesting. I mean, I would say yes. She still has a uh uh she she should she's still allowed to be angry at him, but she isn't allowed to to go and try and kill him because he obviously is an asset at this point. Right, and he's like, oh hey look, I found a knife. Oh look, you volunteered. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was obvious what was going to happen at that point. Yeah. Why would she let him get right next to that tree? You know, if she was planning on killing him, just baffles me. Uh, but he did a big solid when you know he saw the saviors. Like, well, fuck! If I don't do anything right now, they're going to kill him. So, hey guys, I'm happy I found you guys. I, well, you know, that's it was doing him a solid, but is or he was doing them a solid, but he's also doing himself. He's he's being smart because he's saving himself. Because if they didn't walk in, if they walked in on them right there, he would have died. He probably would have got killed. Right. If they walked away, she was probably going to kill them. So his best option was to run out there and be like, "Hey, I, I'm glad I found you guys." Kind of thing. I got shot. The other chick that you know, she was a traitor. I lived. Boom. So, do you think that she's going to show back up? I mean, she has to, right? I mean, she only got shot in the arm, too, so she has to. And she's and she's the one that knows that Dwight betrayed them. Right. Do you, so, But I think, especially, I, I saw last night's episode, especially, I think 
if she shows up again, everybody's going to believe Dwight over her. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting. All right. Uh, it is It is interesting that he's back at the, at the Savior's. I would assume that he still wants to take down Negan, and now he's going to be even more of an inside man kind of thing. So I, I am interested to see how that plays out. Ever since then, he's just had that look of, like, I'm dead inside as a savior. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, I believed it when he said, look, just let me help you take out Negan. After that, you can kill me. It doesn't really it doesn't really matter after that. So do whatever you need to do. Especially since Just let he... me help. Oh, God. That's it. Just just let me help. Yeah, especially now since and he still has no idea where his wife is at. So at this point, he's defeated. And he wants to get the wrong person or, you know, that person done and over with. Right. Exactly. Uh, a lot happened at the hilltop. Maggie is kind of struggling with being the leader. She She has to take care of her people, but then she has to... You know, take into account the fact that she has prisoners. They took prisoners in. You have to treat them... I mean, you don't have to, but they want to be better than saviors, so they have to treat them humanely. And food is obviously getting very scarce. And it doesn't help that Daryl walks in with, you know, the who's left of the Alexandrians to be like, hey, here's more mouths to feed. So everybody's going down to quarter rations a day, and they're they're allowing two uh, saviors out of the pen, a, you know, a day to to uh, stretch have out, exercise, and and help out around the the hilltop. Yeah, so like do you think this? Do you think this is a good idea or a bad idea? For most of them, for majority of the saviors, I think they're going to be like, no, yeah, let you know, we saw we we were following someone stronger. We still want to live. We still want to survive. But there's that one, you know, dickhead that doesn't give a shit that's pure evil, so, you know. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, and, I mean, honestly, all we, all, all, the only two people that we get to see from that group is the guy that's like, hey, Maggie, you need to be better than Negan, and then we see the other guy that's a dick. So we have no like, no clue of how the rest of the prisoners actually feel Uh about the whole thing they they could be like what you said you know we we were just trying to survive or they could be diehard savior fans or diehard negans yeah but i mean when she walked by everybody kind of like uh fixed themselves and you know looked up straight or like they sat down you know gave her respect right because they're keep you know she's the boss she's the warden she's the new warden uh enid Got the news that Carl's dead. He they got she got the news pretty quick too. Like they just walked into the into the gate and she just starts crying. Like I, I mean I guess you 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 don't see Carl there. It must mean that he's dead. So you that's why the cowboy she, hat. Yeah, but then um uh uh oh Rick and Michonne show up much later. Yeah, uh, we didn't actually get to see them though, so I assume the next episode is going to go right into that that area of you know what's going to happen next. Oh yeah. The other thing, the other thing that this episode did was introduce, I guess, a part that's in the comic book where Negan uses Walker blood to on the end of Lucille to fuck people up even more. Yeah, to. Uh... Get them infected. 
so I guess I had real a, a real big problem with this because this show has already established that you can use the Walker blood or the blood of the dead to camouflage yourself. Now you can sit there and tell me, well, these are walkers that they've already put down that they put rubbed on themselves, which is what we saw um, Rick and uh, Glenn. Glenn do yeah do at the beginning of the first season, uh, and they you know they didn't get sick. We've seen many people cover themselves in blood since then. And then in Fear the Walking Dead, we see Nick do it all the time. He he walked up to a walker that was hanging out of a truck and just slit its throat and just covered himself in the blood. That walker was obviously still alive and he hasn't gotten sick. So why would this why would it work this time? As long as you don't let it let into your eyes and you know, ears and mouth, I think they'll be fine. You know how difficult that has to be <laughs> not to let it get into your nose or ears when you're just pointing it on your face? I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I guess. I mean, like I said, it's part of the comics. You know, Negan did introduce that. They start uh, I, I, doing um, not only bullets, um, but they start doing arrow tips as well. Uh, that's weird. And then we also see that we see the 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 uh, terminus people. They were eating. Uh, well, I guess they were eating non-walker flesh. They were eating uh, human flesh. You no, know, human flesh until what's his face tricked them into eating yeah. walker flesh. I guess because he was already bit. Bob Stokey. Um, but. Technically, everybody is a, is a is a walker until they die, and then they become officially a walker because the the disease is already inside everybody, right? Right. So, I don't know. It, I, I I don't agree with this. And like one, I'm, I'm I haven't read the comic book, so I I didn't I didn't see this coming. But I was just like, we've already established that this wouldn't work. So I didn't I didn't I guess I wasn't on board with it when they showed it in the comic book. Okay. Or I mean, in the TV show. How do you feel? It's actually pretty interesting, even though in the actual comics they do the exact same thing, the walker camouflage. So I guess it's just kind of, you know, contradicting itself. So it's interesting to see that it's, you know, they're doing the same thing in the show. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Was there anything else about The Walking Dead that you wanted to talk about? No, that's it cool uh we've gotten through all our shows for this week we're setting it up for a whole new week this is uh if you have anything that you'd like as a listener would like to talk to us about for any of the shows we talked about today we'd love to hear from you i'm on twitter as at agent underscore of the underscore bat dan is also on twitter as super commie daniel the rest of geek elite radio is at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter, at Geek Elite Radio on Instagram, Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Radio is our Facebook page, and GeekEliteRadio.com is our website. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Radio Network. But until next time, this is Televised Heroics on the Geek Elite Radio Network saying always remember to geek, geek out. out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.